Scene? Want to stay up to date on the freshest info, the latest podiums, and hear interviews with the who's who and OCR? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Well, some of that you'll find here. But we're not the media. This is not ORM, OCM, OCRM, ORCM. This is OCR Talk. Hello and welcome to OCR Talk. This is Jason Dupree, and I. It is Monday after OCRWC 2023, and I'm driving the drive from Mammoth Lakes back to Reno. Driving out of Mammoth area right now, and it's just gorgeous. And man, what a weekend it's been! So I would like to kind of recap the obviously a little bit of OCRWC itself, but talk about all the technical stuff, and uh, it's. You know, I'm in good spirits because it ended up well in the end, but uh, we had some tricky stuff uh, to deal with, and it was a lot, a lot of work. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the The race itself was exciting, and the the pros, you know, didn't disappoint. They they put in some good hard efforts, and we saw in the three k, um, the guys had. There was no like close battles, but they they all ran hard, and we actually saw some people have uh, issues at Gibbons that we didn't expect. That uh, you know, I think like Tyler Veerman expected to come into this like he was planning on. I even saw his Instagram post saying he was he was coming in planning to win, and he had issues with Gibbons, and uh, you know that kind of went out the window, and so he just didn't really recover from it. He didn't really have like the heart to push after just because his a plan, uh, you know, got, got broken. Um, so pretty, pretty wild, but the women, Lindsay and, and Nicole on the A frame together and Nicole was behind Lindsay and Lindsay was going down. I think she did one flip and then she was going down on her booty, like kind of scooting down. And Nicole did at least two, maybe three flips down. Like she just was just full send all the way and it was that, that was wild we did capture that on the live feed so that, that was exciting and the 15k we saw ryan and Lindsay run away with it i mean they both just got out there and, and put in the work and um i'm pretty sure they had clean races and that was it I mean, they were just way ahead of everybody and nobody could touch them that day really awesome the team races were just as fun, as exciting as ever. He saw lots of smiles and lots of cheers, and everybody was just having a good time. And the 100 meter, um, we saw a pretty young guy, I think his name is Yuri, uh, win, and blanking on the female's name, but uh, I mean, they, we saw him put in some pretty amazing uh, maneuvers getting through those rigs and obstacles. Um, that one was pretty fun. I'll, I'll talk about the, some of the technical stuff on that and kind of where I ended up during that, during that, that race, uh, in a little bit. Overall, working with, um, OCRWC and Spartan, 
to make all this happen. You know, all the teams, uh, on both sides, you know, people are worried about Spartan being, you know, they're going to Spartanize it and all this stuff. I mean, they brought manpower and, and it showed like they just had a lot of people putting in hard work and it, it ended up being a great race because of that. A uh, great weekend. I don't, I, I don't recall hearing anybody having any complaints about the race or the course or any of the typical stuff that people might complain about. I, I, I honestly can't think of a single thing that I've heard. I mean, I was buying a computer most of the weekend, but still. So that's awesome. Uh, now, I do know, um, prize purse wise, um, I did like, they didn't get their money right on the stage. So I can't confirm that they got paid yet, but I do know that that was a very high priority for Adrian and OCRWC. So hopefully they got that taken care of. Um, Mammoth itself was gorgeous. The, the village, you know, the, where the race was, was about nine minutes from where I stayed in the village. And that's where most everybody stayed. Cause that's where all the hotels and Airbnbs and condos were. So being that far away, while it wasn't a huge issue, you know, during the race, people were there at the venue, but it is, it, 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 it's been nice at Stratton, you know, Stratton being able to just walk to your hotel is, is pretty awesome. And I think it lended to people hanging out a little bit more, you know, at Stratton, you had those fire pits. And kind of that big open space right there in the festival area that people would just hang out in. And then that little walkway. So having all that right there was really nice. I think we just saw people interacting and hanging out more. So I don't think we got that as much. So people were down in the village and, you know, we had dinner with some people and, and, you know, you see lots of people walking around down there, but it wasn't, uh, it just didn't seem like there was as much. Just tons of, you know, lots of people hanging out. So that would be my only, um, drawback. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a, like a bad thing. It's not like it was made the race worse or the weekend worse or anything, but it just, it's a, it's a nice to have is having everybody together. So other than that though, I mean, the, the facilities, like all the, the, the places to stay and the restaurants, I know that's one thing at Stratton that you didn't really have is you didn't have a ton of restaurants. They had some, uh, and they, and a lot of them closed kind of early. And here you had a, a pretty good variety and they stayed open to a decent time. And yeah, it was cool. We actually went to a tiki bar and, and, uh, got some, some drinks and some food. This thing is nice. So overall, I like the venue. Um, they're saying that next year is going to be in California, but they're not saying where yet. Um, my gut says that it's not going to be in Mammoth. And that's based off of a little bit of back-end knowledge, but I, I don't have anything solid. Like, it's just like, mm, these, you know, these two things might add up, but really there's, there's no, I have no, no reason to think. Um, no reason to say for sure. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, though. Curious how long it'll be before they announce it.
Maybe they'll announce it by the time I put this up. So who knows? All right. Well, I guess we can get into the the live coverage and the technical parts of it. And I want to start by backing up a little bit and talking about kind of what I've been doing lately, some issues I've been seeing lately, and how it kind of led into this weekend. So for the past while, I've been producing from a computer at my house, and it's a high-end gaming computer, so it handles things very well. Now, the overtime of doing the live coverage I've been doing, I've changed from, you know, if you've ever listened to me before, you've probably heard me say some of these terms, but uh, I've changed from using an RTMP protocol to SRT. And in SRT, I've switched from using AVC codec to HEVC. So two, uh, 264, switching from 264 to 265. And one of the great things about HEVC is the uh, the compression gives you the same amount of quality for half the data. So it's pretty awesome. Whenever you have not as great of a cell signal, you can still get um, you know better quality out. So that's what I've been using. And and then I switched from using. Uh, Larix Broadcaster as the phone app that we broadcast, you know, the Rabbits broadcast from, because they went to a subscription model. And while that's not a bad thing, the hard part about it is you can't, like, I can't buy four licenses or six licenses and, like, assign them to the Rabbits. You have to do it through the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And then I can't, you can't. So I would have to ask the Rabbits, hey, can you? subscribe to this $10 a month app and then just unsubscribe and I'll reimburse you for the 10 bucks. That's where we've, we've got, we're moving too fast and we've got too much to do to deal with that kind of stuff. So we went to, we switched to a platform called Rivet and Rivet's actually pretty cool because it allows, they have a, a web page that you set up the feeds and using their app, you put in a code or send the link, you know, and, and then tap the link in it and it gives the settings. It assigns the settings to the app. And we've done that before in Larix. They have a thing called Larix Grove where you set up settings and then you can um, hand them out that way. So similar, you can do that. But you can even change the settings in the middle of the, the you know, live coverage. If so, like if you're seeing that the um, uh, signal's not coming in well, then you can change it, go in, change the settings, and push those settings out to the to the user. Um, so like lowering the you know the the bit rate kind of stuff. Another thing that's really cool is that they have you know Larks had uh, talkback, so you were able to uh, send a, a audio feed to the uh, rabbits. With Rivet, they actually have a return feed, like so it's video and audio, and it shows that on their screen. So they actually get to see what camera is currently live, 
because that's what I'm sending to them. We're sending them the output of the of the show. Uh, so not only can they hear the the commentators, which is always helpful because when they're on course, and you know they may have seen athletes, but they may not. But it gives them an idea of where athletes are because the commentators are seeing multiple cameras, so they kind of know. Okay, I need to be getting ready for you know so and so coming through, kind of stuff. So it's been been really good. And while that's been awesome, I've had some weird issues where uh, we, we like I test and everything looks good. And then we go into a show and we get these rabbits connected. And then it's like I can only get two, maybe three uh, working. Dally. During, the, you know, this like tr- transitioning over to Rivet. I also recently moved, um, but I've also uh, started trying to use cloud computers because I had one time where uh, I think it was Savage Race, maybe Georgia or Maryland, I forget. Uh, I was in Big Bear for the Spartan that weekend, and I woke up the next morning to produce the Savage stream, and my computer, I I, I couldn't access it. I couldn't remote into it. So it's stuff like that. It's like, I can't rely. I was, thankfully, my wife was home and I was able to wake her up and uh, ask her to go turn my computer on. But stuff like that, it's like, I can't rely on, like, what if nobody's home? Then we're just, we're we're out of luck. So, utilizing cloud machines, I'm able to kind of bypass that kind of stuff. And I started using Paperspace as the, the cloud computer. And because it's an easy setup, it's kind of, turnkey as opposed to going through AWS and, and having a little bit more, you know, you probably get more control, but you get, uh, there's a lot more to do to, to set it up. So I, uh, using this cloud machines, that's where I started thinking the problem was coming from. I was thinking because what was happening is, is I was getting, um, CPU, um, my CPU was maxing out. And that was causing, so like if you watch some of the streams, like um, some of the decas, some um, That Savage and uh, actually Savage Ohio and Deca, that uh, the most recent one I did, the last one in, in Orlando. So with those, I, I, the commentators were get coming through kind of choppy. Like if you go back and watch it, you could actually see the whole feed actually is choppy. So it's like the CPU was having a hard time. So it was having a hard time pushing out everything to the, uh, to YouTube. So that's what I, I thought is, is like, maybe these cloud machines just don't have enough CPU. So let me try a different one. Like, cause they have, when you, when you create a machine, you get to choose, you know, what hardware it's got basically like a, a, from a preset. And say, okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna use the one with with more CPU or a better graphics card or whatever. And so I tried that, still had the same issue. And baby. so this weekend, yeah, I was going um, with a better, higher end computer, and was having those same issues. So for the 3K and the 15K. We, that's basically why we missed the, uh, the finish for the mint because we only were able, we're getting like two cameras at a time as opposed to the six that we had out there. 
So very frustrating. Uh, you know, we still got a show. Uh, I think on the 15K, I switched from using S uh, HEVC to AVC and to hopefully help. And, and I think it helped a little bit, but we still basically had the same problem and probably lower quality too. But we still got to, you know, the show. So it happened. It was okay. And from there, I was, you know, still obviously just trying to troubleshoot the whole time. It, it makes it, it makes it for a really hard show. Cause I'm trying to figure out while it's happening, like how, how can I fix this? I see it happen right now. It's right in front of my face. How can I fix it and try and make the show better? And couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And so, um, Matt Willis had actually told me earlier on, I, I was kind of talking to him, talking to him about my setup. And he said, he says he does it for a living. And he says, uh, you can use AWS. And I said, yeah, if you don't mind helping me out, get that set up at some point. Um, and so later, whenever I was starting to try and figure this stuff out, I was telling him about it. And he, he was pointing out to me because I was trying to make sure I had the right. So let, let me back up for the second to say HEVC being a codec, it's not a codec that comes automatically on your computer. And so I had to download uh, the codec and install it. But the problem is these paper space machines, they don't have the Windows Store because they are, even though it looks like, it, even though you're, you're running Windows 10, it's really a Windows Server machine. And so that, that server doesn't have the Windows Store on it, and you can't install the Windows Store. And that's where you get, that's the easiest place to get HEVC codec from. But asking around, looking, researching, finding different ways to get the codec installed, I was able to do so. But I was always unsure. Like, did I get, did I really get the right one? Is this installed properly? I, I don't really have a way to know because it's still not working. And... So it, so I, I, I had it and, and I was, that's what I was kind of talking to him about. I was like, I'm not sure if I've got the right codec, uh, installed. And, uh, I think he sent me some stuff from NVIDIA talking about, uh, you know, codecs and how their hardware uses it and stuff. And he, and he was, that's what he's telling me that if you've got a certain graphics card, you should be able to run as many of these feeds as you need. Because those graphics cards can handle it. And so I was like, well, actually, I'm not even using, I'm using a better graphics card than that. So <laughs> he was like, yeah, you should be able to bring a ton of them in. And that's when it kind of started to click for me and, and say, you know, I don't think my feeds are using the graphics card. I think they might be using the CPU. And he said, yeah, that's probably where your bottleneck is. And I, and I was like, ah, it makes sense. So I went back and looked and, and, and sure enough, these daggum feeds, the inputs were coming in through, uh, uh, with, with hardware 
decoding um, unchecked. So basically, I turned that on, and then everything started working right. And I could bring in, like I had, you know, six cameras at one time. And so from there, uh, I'll, I'll say this too. The reason why I had that turned off in the first place is because I, I know that graphics cards could only do so many encoders and decoders. Now, that's kind of where I get a little, a little confused though, because an encoder versus a decoder, can you have multiple encoders? Or when I read about that stuff, was I, was I thinking, was it a, about encoders? And I was thinking it was decoders. And I just wasn't sure. So that's where I've kind of just didn't quite know because I believe the outputs to YouTube, they have, they have a checkbox for use hardware encoding. And so my, my thought is that encoding is taking what you've got and processing it into something that can go outwards and decoding is taking something in and processing it to make it usable within your, your stream within your uh, platform. That's yeah. So I think that's where I've got kind of, kind of changed, uh, messed up. So I, I, I checked those boxes on all my inputs, turned on hardware encoding and, and all was good. Now that doesn't mean that we had perfectly clear camera the entire time. One of the weird things was that the camera at the finish line during the team race, it actually, that was the one, the one camera that we had clean the entire time on the 15K, but it wasn't clean the entire time through the team ring. So it was weird. But for the most part, we had clean feeds, but there still was, you know, cell signal wise, while there was pretty good cell signal on, on the mountain, it still wasn't everywhere and it was weak in spots too. So that's why we ended up uh, just to try and get as much feed out as possible. I did lower the quality down uh, as much as I could and, you know, we got as much as we could. So I think it wouldn't turn out pretty good. I mean, we had stuff up at Skull Valley and we had um, Rabbit Sean Ingram. He was, he rabbited with us all weekend. He was amazing. And uh, so huge shout out to him and the rest of the, I mean, we had a ton of rabbits and, uh, you know, com commentators. We had, we had six rabbits every race. It was awesome. And, um, so yeah, he, he was, he was like doing the trail running, following them, you know, catching them coming up Skull Valley and following them a little bit after and kind of stuff like that. Yeah. It was really, really awesome. Now there's still other issues and, and really the, everything else kind of falls to the wayside when the video feeds don't come through. So all the little things like graphics and, um, audio and just everything else is like secondary. So now that I've got that fixed and I should even like, as Matt Wills told me, I should be able to use one of the, the, the smaller, um, paper space machines. Uh, shouldn't have to pay for one of the bigger ones. So that's pretty awesome. Apologies. And so, yeah. And so now I've got, 
a good seed and I've got like that part figured out and now I get to move forward and start making the shows better. Uh, so super excited about that. Now we also did uh, the awards ceremonies and the pre-show. So the, for the award ceremonies, I used my Mito cameras and had those set up. Those worked really well going through uh, Wi-Fi, uh, Wi-Fi hotspots. And that's what we also used for the uh, the 100-meter as well. That 100-meter course, the way it was laid out, it was kind of tough to get shots, good shots on everything. So that's why, the like, the finish, we had a shot from behind. Uh, and, and that's why at the end, I was actually down, I went down there and grabbed that camera and went and moved to the uh, front side of the front side of the uh, obstacle so you could see them coming through the finish see their faces coming through the finish uh but it was funny because all the cameras were good except for the first one so had four and the first one wasn't good it, it was coming through kind of kind of choppy whatnot and i went down there and i i grabbed the the hot spot and looking at it and, and the uh number of cell bars uh you know yeah the bars that it was getting was down to two and so i moved literally like three feet backwards and it went up three and so i found a spot that i could put it that it actually was getting three to four and it was uh you know we got a clean feet out of it after that so it's just the little things like that so crazy it's like all the other cameras are perfectly fine they were, you know, 20 to 30 feet away from that one, but that one in that one spot just wasn't getting a clean, clean signal. So weird. So, yes, I'm super stoked. We had uh, great commentary. Um, you know, the, just everybody that that pitched in, Tyler McFessian, uh, Heather Golnick, Matt Willis for the pre-show, uh, Sean Ingram at the 100 meter. He did fantastic. Tyler was exceptional. Heather Golnick did really well. Uh, we were really pleased with all that. I st- had to step in for a little bit for the, uh, my trace was that. I think, oh, before Heather showed up, uh, I stepped in on that one. So that was interesting. Um, producing while, you know, not that I haven't done that before, but rabbits were out there. And, you know, people always want to complain about the rabbits. And, oh, man, I saw the best uh, YouTube comment said, if I can teach a CEO, how to run a zoom meeting then you should be able to teach a rat a rabbit how to operate a gimbal properly or some, something like that it's like oh my god come on um because yeah running a zoom meeting is definitely the same and and, and you know how much time did you have to do that it's so ridiculous so a gimbal while it's not a complicated piece of equipment there are some nuances to it and every gimbal's, you know, got its differences. So teaching people how to use them, it, it, it's, and we've only got limited time too. you know, they get there an hour before the race and, and it starts. And so we've got limited time and I'm trying to do all a bunch of other setup. Oh, that was another thing. At Denise Hahn, who has rabbited for us before at Big Bear, she helped just be a production assistant the entire time, which was amazing because she helped to get everybody set up with their uh, gimbals and the headsets and that was it, it, you know immeasurable i mean my wife april helped me last year uh, having a production assistant is huge i mean there's obviously 
the, the what I do could be six different jobs. So um, having at least one other person to help uh, is pretty awesome. So I think that covers it for for the weekend. Oh j- yeah, just going back to the the the, um, the things, the gimbals. Um, you know, some people pick it up quicker than others, and that's understandable. It's not um, like if I ha- if I had the choice and said, "Hey, I'm going to hire and and pay some people, and I get to choose who they're going to be to be the rabbits." Obviously, we would choose certain people over others because some people are just better at it than uh, than others. But that does not mean that the people that are not quite as good aren't Im- immeasurable in their like how much how much help they provide to us because without them we got no camera at all like sure maybe they accidentally look at the ground a couple times or maybe the gimbal freaks out on them and it spins around and they don't know what to do that's okay because we wouldn't have any shot if they weren't there so complaining about their skill level is ridiculous because those people still put in the time and the effort you know if it, when it gets to the point that we can we can pay and we're and it becomes uh, a profitable business that we can actually uh, start to improve this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, hire like if we could hire a, a rabbit team, that would be amazing. But until then, we're gonna be extremely grateful for these people that are putting in their time. Sure, we do give them some stuff back for it, like a race code and some shirts and stuff. But you know, they're still taking their time away to help make this sport better. So, thank you to all those people. And anybody wants to complain about those people's skill and are us us having those people on the, the footage, then you come and do it better. You want to complain, put your money by your mouth is, and come and help. And because we'll take the help. We'll take all the help we can get because we all want, want it to be good. So come help. Don't complain. Don't be nasty. Just come help. Um... I love hearing feedback. I do really love hearing feedback. A lot of the times, the feedback is stuff that I've already, you know, thought through. It doesn't mean that that I'm I'm never going to hear something that I haven't thought about or hadn't tried. So there's no harm in giving feedback. But if you give nasty feedback or just ridiculous feedback, like I can, if I can teach a CEO to do a Zoom meeting, like that doesn't help. If you want to help, be considerate. Be nice. Don't be afraid to be honest. That feed sucked because of this. That's fine. But help. You know, be helpful. Don't just be nasty. That's silly. So, um, now, another thing that is awesome and kind of wild is that Savage had their second-to-last race in their series this weekend, too. So, it was Savage in Dallas, which is hilarious because that's where I live. And, uh, you know, I would have been on site for sure for that one if I weren't at OCRWC. Time-wise, they their race overlapped with the 15K start. So they started at 9 o'clock um, Central. And we were, uh, the pros started at 8 a.m. Central in, uh, I'm sorry, 8 a.m. Pacific. 
at OCRWC. So there, there was basically the Savage Race started an hour earlier than the pros at OCRWC. Now, Savage Races, most of the time, the pros, the pro men, and maybe even the pro women, are finishing under an hour. But the show definitely goes longer than that because the women start, you know, five to 10, five to 15 minutes after the men. And uh, we're always trying to, to stay on as long as possible so that we can capture the at least the top three women, if not the top 10, you know, depending on where people are. Um, so there was no way that we could do both shows. I would have had to get somebody else. We would have had to do something weird, um, you know, get another copy of Vmix and like all that stuff. Uh, and, and that's an, that was an option, but we decided let's not do that because we want the audiences to be able to watch both and, uh, not, not take away from one by having them not take away from the other by having them both at the same time. So we opted for something that we had been wanting to do for a while anyway, because whenever they're at a venue where the cell signal is bad, what we've thought about doing is having a, um, a post, still try to think of the name of it, post-race live coverage. Basically taking uh, footage that's gotten recorded onto their phones, onto the rabbit's phones, and, and lining it up and playing it and then having the show live over that footage. So camera switching is live, graphics are live, commentators are live, um, and we're just re-watching the footage. That is the quickest way that we can turn around a show without having to do a bunch of video editing. And the way, so we, we did it and it ended up being a pretty smooth process. We definitely got some things about it that we can tighten up, but overall I'm, was extremely pleased with how it went. So what we did is we actually used lyrics, which it gives a watermark after a certain amount of time. Um, so we need to not use that since you don't have the subscription, but the reason we did it is because lyrics has the ability to put a, uh, a timestamp, uh, you know, like an overlay on, on your screen. So that's how I was able to line up the cameras. So put, put a timestamp so you know, you know, it's 9 a.m. on the, and you can line up all the cameras, like, like cue them to the right spot and put them exactly together and then hit play on all of them and then go from there. And it worked fantastic. Uh, now we do need to use a different app. Need to find an app that can do an overlay with a timestamp. And I know they have several that can do it, but the ones I've found, um, they have ads, which is not a problem. You know, they're, it's not an intrusive ads. It doesn't like stop the feed or anything, but it makes it free. But the ones I saw didn't allow using the wide angle lens on your camera. So not the end of the world, but that would be a nice, uh, to have a nice to have. So I'm looking for, so if anybody knows of one looking for a, an app that can record video locally and put a, t a timestamp on the screen in like 
be able to modify it too. So I need to put it up in the corner so I can cut it out and, uh, you know, change, maybe change the formatting of it or something. Um, you know, color wise, I, I need to figure out a color that will be visible. I actually need to just do it with a, like a dark black background and white texts. That way it, it doesn't matter what the sky looks like or, you know, you still be able to see it. So I needed to be able to record locally with a timestamp and preferably be able to use the wide angle camera on your, on your wide angle lens on your camera. So anybody knows of that, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram or uh, jdupree at underscore OCR or Jason at theocrreport.com. But it was great. Yeah, we had, uh, oh, so another piece of that puzzle is uh, right after the race was over, so I sent Kevin Harkins, he's a running buddy of mine, and he was down there to rabbit and Randall Jeffries uh, rabbit as well. He's rabbited with us before. He's a good dude. And... Um, they, so I sent Kevin with a laptop and a hot, a, a Wi-Fi hotspot. And so right after the race was over, they took their phones, plugged them into the computer and drug the files into a, a, a cloud folder. So that way, right away, it would start uploading the files. So I think it was, so you, you think there, that they finished at you know 10 30 their time central time and our plan was to have the show at 4 p.m i'm sorry 3 p.m central 4 p.m eastern and so my hope was that that would give enough time to upload all the files and it worked out pretty good. So the, 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 another issue that we kind of ran into was that they, for different reasons, broke their videos up. Like they started and stopped their cameras or it did it on its own. Um, so that's another thing that we can tweak to make it better is to, um, make the recording one file. That way there's nothing really to do to it afterwards. But I have a, a program that allows me to splice videos together and basically merge them all into one. And that worked really well. Like, you know, an hour worth of footage and it was able to merge a few files together in, in five to ten minutes. Um, so that's what I did. Once, once the files all got finished uploading and I got the files and got them uh, merged together. It was funny because I, I merged them, and as I was merging them, I was naming them the file, the name of the person who, who uh, the, the, the rabbit. And then when I did Rachel's, Rachel's was in like 25 different files for some reason. Uh, so when, when, uh, when I did hers, I didn't realize that the sorting was based, I was sorting based on the, um, the creation date but the creation date was showing the uploaded date to the cloud drive so they didn't upload in the same order that they got recorded but the file names did have you know the the timestamp basically that they got recorded so at first i merged rachel's all and it and then they were out of order i was like ah darn so i did it again but i had already renamed hers to rachel so when i did it again in the right order 
I just left it as the regular file name. And so during the show, this is another crazy thing that happened this weekend. During the show, the computer went, the, the cloud computer just crashed. Just shut down. Shut, I'm shutting down. Sorry. And so that was very frustrating. So I actually probably going to still go to AWS because of that, like paper space. Uh, I'm out to contact them and see what their deal is, but it's like, can't be having that happen. That's, uh, we're going to pay for this stuff. That's, it's, that's, it's like mission critical. It's got to work. Um, so it actually happened there and it happened during one of the live feeds for OCRWC. Maybe the three can crap. I can't remember. So it happened twice this weekend. On top of that, their whole servers were having issues and the morning of 15 K I woke up and turned on the cloud computer and it wouldn't turn on and they were having issues. So I literally had to go create another cloud machine. I actually had to create like four because they, they weren't turning on and I finally got one to turn on and then got stuff installed. Yeah, I was able to get it set up pretty quick, but it was, that was very frustrating. Can't, can't be having that stuff out. Um, so yeah, during the show it, it crashed and then, you know, he came back up and then we continued on from there. But, um, oh, when it came back up, that was another issue is when it came back up, I, I hadn't saved like a bozo. I hadn't saved my setup. So I had to reload all the files. And when I did, I accidentally reloaded the Rachel's first file. And so when we started the show back up, things were starting to happen out of order and it was cutting, you know, to different stuff. I was like, oh shoot. So I, Reloaded the file real quick. I switched it back over to Miles and Miranda, who did awesome, and uh, reloaded uh, the right file, and then I was good to go from there. Another thing that was neat about that was that um, uh, Rachel Waters, who got third, she was at Miranda's house, so she came on after we finished the show and did an interview. So that was pretty sweet. Um, we did get some interviews after the team race. I really wanted to get more after the 3k and the 15k too but it's just you know we were so fo i was so focused on the videos and figuring out what was going wrong it we didn't we didn't make that happen but just everything was going great for the team race we we pulled some people in and did interviews and it was it was awesome loved having i know the athletes they want to be able to be on camera because that's that's part of being you know a pro is like being there and be able to explain how, how your race went and all that good stuff you know people love hearing that that stuff and I mean, that's why we watch the pros, right? Because they're, they're amazing and, and we, uh, see all the awesome stuff that they do. We want to know more about it. So, uh, I'm really glad that we got to do that. We've got, uh, Leon and Ian and Lindsay and, um, oh, the young girl that ran the team race with them. Uh, that was her first, first pro podium ever. It's pretty awesome. Um, I think that might be it. I feel like I'm missing one more thing, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So they, the you know, upwards and onwards. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be good. I think we've got uh, that one problem, that big, huge problem figured out, and I think that's gonna be work really well for us to be able to do shows in remote areas. But if the cell signal is not good enough, then we can do a post-race live show. So we, we, uh, we've got options now. 
really awesome. Now, next weekend is Spartan, the last race in the series in Mexico. And I will be going to that. I still have yet to figure out where I'm going to get um, SIM cards from. I have no idea what the cell coverage is like down there. And uh, yeah, we'll see. This has been a big focus for OCRWC, so it's kind of hard to plan ahead when you're so focused on on what's happening right now. But got just a few days, just a few days to be able to get that stuff ready and um, get it taken care of and be ready for the show on, on, on Friday. And then we've got two weeks with no shows, and then World Stuff is after that. So I, I, that one, obviously, I'm looking forward to immensely. I can't wait to um, you know get that show set up and prepped for my commentators to be able to do the camera work and uh, camera switching cameras and um, doing the, um, you know, showing the results and stuff. And then I'll be all rabbiting the whole time. That's one of the best things about, like, even this weekend when things are going smooth, I can just turn to the commentator and be like, here, press these buttons. And then I can run out and, and well, I say when things are running smooth, um, I can run out when things that would need to be worked on, like that Wi-Fi hotspot that was in the wrong spot, you know, uh, fix a camera, tell somebody to go get out of the way of the camera, you know, that kind of stuff. So pretty awesome weekend and looking forward to just continuing this and, and just getting better and better. It's very unfortunate. I, I kept telling people, uh, I've, I've got the problem fixed. Can we start the weekend over? So next time, next time. Now we start to focus on all the stuff to make it better. But anyways, I'll stop there. Thanks for listening if you do. And, uh, you know, see ya. See you at the next one. Take care. Good.